Howdy folks, it's RJ at the Next Gen Movement and we are back in a big way. We are talking all things COVID and having a conversation about how each one of us are coping with the times that we're in and how we're actually leveraging this period to reorientate ourselves for growth and future success. Have a listen. It was really great to be back and look forward to your feedback. Take care, y'all. Peace. Who's leading? RJ, handing over. Why don't you tell, you should go because you're the, you're the, I think you're the guy that really knows how to scratch under the surface. What a yeah. title. Put that on a fucking business card. Who has business cards? Um, all right. Me! Wow! <laughs> Other people still use them, all right, Mr. Tech Wiz. I know, fucking, fucking youngsters. <laughs> this gives people paper cuts at the end of the day. All right, well, um, I think it's just, it's good to see everyone's faces again. Uh, after a, a bit of a hiatus and who knows where this comes from. I was, I was talking to RJ the other day and it's just best to just take this loosely and go in there with no expectations. And if anything, it's just good to catch up because the four of us are, are in different industries. Um, and with this world pandemic, as they've, as they've called it, COVID coronavirus, however you want to call it, it'd just be interesting to see how the four of us have coped with... Um, with COVID and working from home and how our entire worlds have been shifted, um, like a full 180 at least. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll, I'll pass it over to, I'll pass the torch on to someone else, but like, um, I'll pass it to you, RJ, you're next to me on the now, Zoom. Link. Why don't you start off, Tove? I'll start you, off? Okay. You inspire me, so I want you to go first. Ultimate, <laughs> ultimate handball attempt. Well, he handballed to me, I handed it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess with this, I'm exercising pretty often. Like, I'll, I'm quite injured, so I can't run. Um, but I've been walking and riding a bike a lot lately. Um, just trying Is to that stay. a push bike, uh, tow for a motorcycle, like a hybrid, like a like a push bike. No, I'm fuck, I'm not riding a motorbike. <laughs> Why did you say a hybrid? Do you have like a bike that has a motor? What is no, it? it's called a hybrid. It's like a mix between a mountain and a road bike. Oh, oh dude, fancy. to me, that's still just a fucking bike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Don't get so all technical, the, dude. The main thing I'm doing to make sure I like keep myself checked in is to just obviously be grateful for something first thing in the morning. Um, focus on what I have, not what I'm missing. Um, I, I'll admit it's getting pretty tough for me. Like just, even though I am working from home, it's a matter of um, just understanding that this is a new normal just because we're not used to this. Mm. Um, and just realizing I can't think too far in the future, but that's just my anxiety usually anyway, thinking too far in the future, but just focusing on one day at a time. I noticed when I just come back to focusing on today and get ready for tomorrow, that's what's helped me keep me in check for a time like this. Mm. Yeah. How about you, RJ? Passing on to you. Well, Toph, um, uh, thank you. And it's good to be back. And it's, <laughs> it really is. The gang is back. And, uh, I was telling Paris, uh, I went for a run earlier. I thought I'd share this. I came into the backyard and I rounded the corner and there was a snake 
coming up the drain and it, it, it shit itself and I shit itself and it literally jumped over my head. Um, so that was, I don't know, it was pretty random and, and creepy. Um, anyway, uh, that's a bit of uh, a side story, but uh, <laughs> I don't, look, this situation is bizarre. I'm, I'm at home. Uh, I've got a pregnant wife due next month. I've got a toddler who's 90% of the time off his head. And, uh, and I got Pablo the dog who is now used to me being home. So he gets separation anxiety and with me. And now that I'm home all the time, he's literally on top of me and he's like 45 kilos. He's, he's, he's on the couch right now, sleeping there. If you can see on my couch. Yeah. So, um, what do I do? I, um, the good thing is I think similar to Paris, I've been, used to working remotely for a very long time and having to kind of get comfortable working in various ways that aren't necessarily structured. So this wasn't too uncomfortable. And over the years, I think I've become much more introverted. Um, so I don't really miss anything in a way the world is quieter, which I feel is better for my mental health. Um, I, I kind of have, a tendency to feel like I need to move quicker than the world to stay mm -hmm. ahead. It's just some kind of psychological thing I've got going on. And because the world is slower, I don't have that drive to be moving flat out. And it's, it's kind of nice in that way. Um, so what does my day look like? I, I wake up, I try to wake up very early. I'm, I'm not running competitive competitively anymore. So I'm focusing on some other things that I want to do. So I'm using the morning time to try to wake up before everyone else. Um, and I do a gratitude list with 10 things. Zach and I are actually on that list with a bunch of friends. Um, I do some readings. I, I'm back into meditation, which was really impacted through my running. And then my son wakes up around 5.30 and it's chaos until um, probably eight, until his mom wakes up. So, you know, I take him for a walk, a big walk um, with the dog. And that's his ticket to play or his ticket to watch TV, but he has to do that walk. And uh, we get home till he wakes up and then I work. And, you know, I'm, I'm used to distractions. I'm used to him yelling because there was a time where I was working from home quite a bit before I got a shared office. And then, you know, I try to stay in my office and, and uh, I, around noon, I typically exercise. So today I went for a five kilometer run. Um, I did some um, recovery stuff around noon. So, you know, I'm recovering alcoholic. So I did some stuff and just staying connected with other people. And, uh, and then I'll work and then I'll, I'll, I'll tend to wrap things up um, around 4.30 or 5 o'clock. And then we get ready for dinner. Um, and and that, that's kind of the structure. And, you know, uh, we put a heel in the bed. And then at night I do some writing. Um, and then goes another day. And... To your point, Tove, I think it's really important that we really keep it to the day, um, that we keep structure um, is, is, I think, critical, um, and that we are hyper aware of our, our, our state right now. Because if, uh, I think if we're not, we can start, we, we can, you know, creep into depression and claustrophobia quite quickly. So I think the upside of where we're at is that, um, we as a is a society and a species will have to be much more aware 
right now. Um, I was listening, and I'll close on this. I was listening to something yesterday that uh, from Stephen Kotler, who you know, Toph, on the Flow Institute, and he was saying that it, you know, there's a lot of research that suggests that humans are built for this. We're built. This is when human beings will thrive, because is a species our greatest uh, asset is our adaptability, and we've mm-hmm. been through 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 the millennia. We've been through critical situations much worse than this and we will thrive and we will innovate and uh, I'm just choosing to look at this time as something that's maybe resetting the button for us and giving us all an opportunity to to grow so that's my piece my two cents pass it on to Paz hello friends hello (laughs) um it's interesting, like you guys are major overachievers just by the way with your exercise and things like that. I think for a lot of people, if I get 20 minutes of Pilates or yoga at this time, because I'm really tired, like I think that what everyone, you know, I think everyone can probably appreciate the fact that because everyone's at home and your routine is kind of shook, there's probably a lot of achy bodies from stress. There's probably a lot of exhaustion because you're not kind of in that real high-paced drive. And I know I get that a lot. Um, I'm also a very doing 15 million things at once kind of energy. So my life hasn't changed that much, to be honest. Like you mentioned, RJ, I'm actually probably busier at the moment than I was a couple of months ago. Um, not only with my work and working with my clients and kind of how they navigate the next six months, um, but also in my business with my husband with the roof plumbing business, construction is, hasn't stopped. If anything, it's ramped up because there's nobody around. So my days usually start nah, not as early as everyone else, but like early for me. Like I'm waking up at 5.36. That's early enough, I feel. Like I get the whole let's wake up at 4 a.m. and be super productive thing, but I like sleep and I'm lazy in the morning. And you're not so, really and you're not really awake till you have your coffee, Paris. I am a disaster. And the fact God bless my local coffee shop for staying open, because if they didn't, there'd be serious problems at home. It's called but, instant instant coffee. That's not even like a real comment. Sydney siding human being thank you wow no no um but like I've been trying like random stuff so because I'm a little bit out there as everyone knows but I've been doing like Wim Hof breathing stuff in the morning which has really been good for just like settling the anxiety because my anxiety can peak but I'm a really high functioning anxious person so doing that in the mornings just for like 10 minutes. I find if you've never done anything before, it's a bit violent in the sense that it's really intense, but it's a good way to just kind of snap yourself out of whatever mood you might wake up with, which I find that I'm one of those people, if I have a really heavy sleep or I wake up grumpy, sometimes it's hard to shift your mind out of that. So it's good for that. Um, And then my day just kind of goes as it would normally. Like, I'll go into the office because it's only me and my husband in our office, so I'll go into the office. Um, I'll work with my clients all day. My dogs come to the office with me, so they don't notice anything different apart from the fact that they're getting fed more frequently, which I don't think they complain about, to be honest. 
Um, definitely doesn't complain about that. Have they gained weight, um, Paris? Do they need to potentially go on a diet post-COVID? Look, they're here, so I'm not going to talk about it because I think it might cause some outrage. But between me and you, probably. But that's fine. We'll deal with that when we come to it. It's, it's unprecedented times, guys. And, I mean, that's kind of the other thing. I don't mean to make a joke out of it, but it's kind of you've just got to try and stay positive because the energy of the world, and I've got a lot of clients in the States and I've got a lot of clients that have clients in the UK and things like that, and it's just bedlam. Like every time I speak to them, it's, you know, someone definitely knows someone that's passed away. It's mental. They're not leaving their homes. It's just, it's really, really horrible. And sometimes you just need five seconds to just break out, have a laugh and try and just, everything's going to be okay. We're just going to deal with however it comes and we'll kind of, you know, as you said, RJ, we'll, so most of us, We'll try and survive it and thrive in it however we possibly can um, and support each other. Like I've got a pregnant girlfriend that's um, sitting at home at the moment and she is a social butterfly and she is not coping in any way, shape or form. And, you know, little things like that, like just checking in with your friends, trying to have a laugh. I think that's really important along with just, you know, if you've never done any kind of routine or high performance stuff or anything before, just try whatever comes up. Google something. Try it one morning if you like it. Keep it up. If you don't, move on and try something else. Just keep yourself kind of stimulated brain mind-wise and it'll make the days kind of feel like they're not dragging out for eternity. But, yeah, that's kind of it from me. Zachy? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I've, I've been, I've sort of been through waves of thought through this process. So um, initially, I was like, "Oh, this is this is going to be good because I can sort of have a bit of a bit of a break." I'd, I'd had a pretty hectic first quarter, so it was, I was kind of looking forward to a little bit of a rest. Um, so I think last. Probably the, I think we've been in this for like maybe two and a half weeks now. So I'd say the first week I was, um, I sort of like I, kept, I caught up on a lot more sleep. Like I was sleeping a lot more, um, which was really good. The, the one thing throughout the last um, two, where are we now? Day, day 12, to, so 12 days, um, my partner and I have been like we committed to t- training twice a day not having takeaway, not having any like junk sugary foods because I at least like know myself and, you know, if if I wasn't training excessively right now, I'd be eating pretty excessively and um, that impacts the way I feel a lot um, and then that leads into, you know, my, I guess, how hard I work, my enthusiasm around work, like, Typically, if I do that, I'll just want to sort of do nothing and sit in, I guess, a self-pity wallowing state, um, which I, I did fall into, not via the food, but just, um, you know, our, our kind of, you know, market got hit pretty uh, pretty tough in terms of, like, actually transacting real estate. So, you know, we've had to adapt. We've had to make a lot of changes. We've gone from having, you know, 100 buyers on a property to five. Like, we've had to work a lot harder to kind of get deals across the line. Um, 
there's there's no energy like the, the energy was just really different really quickly so again going from you know really really high pace to like the next week it all kind of falling out from from under you was tricky to manage um that being said it's ta- as i said it's taken me about 10 10 days or, or or so to kind of get into a state that i've been in the last two days and and all that is is um I'm just trying to do five things every day that will kind of help me get to where I want to get to. Um, and that's personally that like, the, I, I like, all right, what's the, what's the simplest form of activity that I can control that I, I don't like yeah, that, that I've got hundred percent control over. Um, you know, it's running, eating, eating right, you know, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, um, making a certain amount of you know phone calls, at, you know prospecting through work, and um, I've just got a belief now that whatever happens happens, and um, as long as I can do those five things, like that's a win today. That's a that's a big win for me, and that's um, where I'm getting the fulfillment, if that makes sense. Um, so not. I find like for myself right now, I can't overthink or I can't overcomplicate the situation I'm in because if that's the case, if that happens, then um, I, I know I'll fall into, you know, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear-based thinking and can potentially just turn the other way and, and you know, ultimately do nothing. Um, so, that's been really good. And, and, and as I said, it's taken me a little while to get to that state, but the last, um, it's interesting. I read like a, I read this article. Um, and, and I, I read it because I was listening to this guy talk about it. So Forbes, some guy in Forbes, um, came out and they were critiquing, I can't remember who wrote it, but they were critiquing, critiquing a tweet that was, that was made by someone that said, you know, if you don't come out of this lockdown, learning a new skill fitter than you were or, um, you know, happier than you were, then you wasted this time. And the article in Forbes actually was saying that that was a really unfair or, or, you know, I guess counterproductive comment that was made because you've got to take into account people's mental health in this state. They may have lost their job. They may be under financial pressure. Um, so for, for, for someone to come out and say that is, is quite irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And this guy that was talking about it on this podcast about this article was just like, that's just complete bullshit. Like that's, that's society basically saying that it's okay to waste this period and just, you know, excessively drink, you know, excessively watch TV, excessively play video games, like excessively watch porn. Cause they're the, they're the four industries that are kicking ass right now. It's like people that, you know, are just, using this time of gone, well, fuck it, the world's going to end or fuck it, it's too hard. Um, you know, I may as well just like do nothing or have a, have a bit of a pity party. And it's, um, it's really sad. Like, cause I think my own view as a, as a like humanity, I think we needed this. Like mm-hmm. I actually, I actually think that out of this, whilst there's been a lot of pain for a lot of people and, and you know, I guess the most, most obviously the, the, the actual disease in itself um, and, and then the numbers of, of death, but, but, you know, obviously the financial pain as well that a lot of 
businesses have found and suffered. Um, I think it's going to be the best thing that we're going to go through from humanity's point of view because, one, I think it's, like, selfishly from my point of view, it's taught me to, to live with less. So it's, it's taught me that um, I actually don't need a lot to get by. Um, and I think that's kind of, uh, like you, you said it before, Arjit, like I think that's back to our kind of prehistoric um, ways in, in that survival kind of mode. So like I've, I've, you know, I was someone that we, we used to, you know, quite excessively, I guess, dine out and, and, you know, we lived a pretty comfortable life in terms of extracurricular activities. Now we've, you know, trim, my, like my partner lost a job. Um, I ended up taking half pay, like, you know, that there's, it, it forced us into a, um, you know, fight or flight kind of mode. And, and I think it was good because I sat down with her and we kind of worked out, all right, what's, what do we need? And what's like, you know, I guess a luxury. And we were able to wipe out a lot of fat in our monthly budget just purely from dining out, you know, extracurricular activities, subscriptions that we didn't need that we wanted. And again, like we, you know, we get it, we get a lot of joy out of like we're reading a lot now. Um, we've been doing heaps of puzzles. I've like we've been cooking every night and, and just I'm doing things that are that are like I love cooking and so does my partner and, and we've had so much fun doing that like we never used to do that ever because we just get listen to the excuse that you know we're too tired too lazy we didn't prepare like it was just so many excuses now we've got the time there's like we haven't really found any excuses and i think to the to the greater point of humanity like this has taught everyone that okay we we probably need to have a little bit of money set aside for the rainy day because it, it you know it was it was raining a couple of weeks ago and and i think a few people got caught out and um, the reality is, you know, like think there's a lot of, of stuff that's out of our control. And, and as you said, RJ, like I think we're probably going to bounce back from this and there's going to be a lot of like we'll bounce back stronger and harder and, and better, more resilient. And, you know, during this time, like there's going to be so many brilliant ideas that are, that are, that are thought of and, and actioned because people have actually got the time and energy to, to kind of invest in them. Um, which I think will turn things around. And, and you know, it, I don't think it's going to be a month or, or three months. Like, I think it'll probably be, you know, 18 to 24 months before we're sort of back to some level of normality um, because there'll be a lag period once once we sort of come out of the lockdown. But um, as I said, it's taken me like 12 days to get here, but I, I'm seeing this as a real opportunity and a real positive. So whilst, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people, I think, sitting there, um, you know, in, in the self-pity, I'm, I'm trying to double down now on just the small wins and, and just find joy from that. Nice. Like, it's interesting, Zach, because I think that there's a lot of people that have probably never had a situation or spent the time to really self-reflect the way that, you know, you could say a lot of other people have. So to kind of suggest you know it's not that you're suggesting but to say you know everyone um try and be proactive and all those things that's a skill set right that you've developed over time whereas there's a lot of people that are probably going 
like all they know is to jump into Netflix and fucking, you know, I know for me, my Uber Eats bill, next level. Like, <laughs> next level. And that's just like something that I've come to terms with and I don't know if that's ever going to change. I love cooking, but for some bloody reason, I just can't stop. It's an addictive problem that's getting worse. But, you know, I know for myself, I'm pretty comfortable to sit in silence and be, you know, reflective on what's triggering me, what's not triggering me. And I know that you guys, you know, are the same because you're so self-reflective and you've done all that work. What do you guys think or what would be a tip for other people um, that probably haven't had, this is probably the first time that they've actually had shit hit the fan to a point where they've had to have that moment of, you know, how do I structure my day? How do I not automatically go into a pity party? Because some people wouldn't know anything else. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll interject. Like, it's an awesome question. And, and since you, I'll probably take that, that for granted because I have, done a lot of spent a lot of time kind of in that self-reflection state but um i think like i honestly think deep down if everyone was really honest with themselves and asked themselves if failure wasn't an option what would they do Mm. everyone would have an answer you know and it's probably not the answer that you know people that know them would think that they'd give like it's probably something that they'll keep it quite close to their to their heart um so i think it's there's there's yeah there's opportunity in this so i think in terms of like practical practical steps someone could take like something that i did very early on was kind of take a pen and a pad and just sit in a quiet space whether that's in a park or you know that may be tricky to do now but um just sit inside at solitude and with no technology. That's really important because a lot of people say, Oh, like I just write, I'll journal on my phone or like, I think that's like the more you can disconnect from the technology and actually write like pad and pen mm-hmm. um, and just start to like envisage, okay, what, like if life was, you know, perfect, what, what does that look like? You know, mm-hmm. what am I doing for work? Where do we live? what does our lifestyle look like? You know, are we going away on holidays? For some people, it's, you know, important to them what kind of car they drive, like all these little things. And then um, basically once you kind of get what it looks like is all right, well, like what would need to change in order for me to, I guess, get there. So Mm -hmm. for myself, there was, um, I get, there were, there were a few different sectors that I had to kind of break down. So one was like financial, so what's my relationship with money like? Mm-hmm. What's my savings look like in terms of a savings plan? What's my earning potential look like? Um, you know, budget, like what, what does it cost for me to live? Um, and what's my like overall score in terms of that out of 10? So 10 being, you know, I stick to the budget 100% and, you know, there's no deviation or, and one being, you know, it's completely out the door the day after I get paid. Um, so finding out what that number is answering honestly, and then kind of working out a plan. Okay. Well, like, cause again, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable looking at that. Like I, you know, for, for someone that has got an incredibly addictive personality, like I've been through times where I've spent, you know, like the Uber Eats bill has been over like 1200 bucks in a month. Like it's, it's obscene. Right. And My life for some right people, 
yeah, but for some people, like, but but again, it's so easy to so easy for that to happen without even noticing, like, and just literally just doing it. And then, you know, the next the next kind of su- subject was was fitness. Like, okay, where am I at with my fitness right now? Like, do I actually have you know the the health and and like, am I a ten out of ten? Well, no. Like, I was way I was far from it. And then, okay, what would it look like to get to you know an eight or nine? Um, what would need to change? What routine? What habits would I need to develop? Um, you know, relationship with family, relationship with with nutrition and sleep and 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 um, exercise as well. Um, and then I think spirituality and and kind of learning as well is is another segment in that self evaluation pie chart that that mm-hmm. I did. Um, so like this, like it's a lot of this is uncomfortable, Paris. Like, and a lot of it is. It's not. It's not hard to do. Like, if if someone sit, can, is sitting there saying, you know, oh, like that's that's easy for some, but I just can't do it. Like, it's bullshit. Like, everyone can sit there with a pad and a pen and you know, look at their life honestly. Mm. A lot of people just are afraid of of what they'll find, and I think a lot of people are just are just um you know would would it's uncomfortable. Like, but my experience has been the growth only starts to occur when you do get uncomfortable. So if, if someone's, you know, and again, like I heard this guy on this podcast yesterday and he said, you know what? It's not like if you've been someone that for the last three weeks has binge ate, binge drunk, watch every fucking series on Netflix and, you know, is watching Pornhub three times a day, like, that's cool, but it's not too late to change. And yeah. it's not too late to use, you know, the next couple of weeks to really work on yourself. Mm. And that was like a big eye-opener for me because I think there will be a lot of people that are sitting there going, well, it's, it's too far gone. Like, you know, yeah. I've already, like I may as well just keep going and, and, I'll, and I'll change when, you know, we get out of lockdown or once I can get back into a gym, then I'll start going again. Um, you know, like it, it's, I don't actually know if I'll join a gym again. And I've been someone that's like had a gym membership since I was 13 and I've probably been at, you know, nine or 10 different gyms mm. just because I've got a kettlebell and I've got a skipping rope and I can literally do every exercise that I need to do in a garage. You know, I've been running yeah. a lot more. Like the, the, the expense of doing it is not, it's not monetarily expensive. It's, it's, it's just all you got to do is start like, and you know, to the book that I'm reading right now, um, it's, it's called relentless. It's by a guy named Tim Grover. And this guy was like, he's really intense. He coached Kobe, didn't he? Yeah. He was Kobe Bryant's coach. He was Michael Jordan's coach. And the key message out of the whole book, like I won't ruin it for everyone that, that, that wants to read it, but he basically says that, and, and this was, again, a revelation for me because he, he's worked with arguably the most successful athletes in sport, you know, not just basketball, but like any sport. Like Michael Jordan, I don't know anyone, or Kobe, I don't know anyone with their kind of work ethic, right? And those guys, they didn't love, like I, I used to think oh, they, must just, they must just be insanely in love with like putting themselves in uncomfortable, like overtraining, right? And he says in the, in the book that these guys actually hated training. 
Like none of them wanted to train. None of them got excited about getting out of bed at five o'clock in the morning, going to the gym and working out for two hours, right? What they did love and what they were obsessed with was the result that came from it. And it may not come that day. It may not come in a week, but they were absolutely sure in their mind that at some point in their life, they would reap all of the rewards from putting in the work of that one session. And what they did is they just did it every day. So they had a plan. They, they knew what they wanted. They, like both of their goals was to just be the best, best ever, you know, the greatest mm. ever. And I think people can relate that to being the, the best version of themselves they can be. And in order to achieve that, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no achievement without the discipline of doing the work. Mm. And I think um, like that was a huge revelation for me because I'm like, okay, I've been someone that, you know, when I feel like training and when I want to train and, and want to do things, you know, I can perform at a, at a nine or a nine and a half out of 10 really mm. easily. And, and, you know, a lot of times push it to a 10 out of 10, but I've been someone that has, you know, more often than not, when I don't feel like doing things, just putting it off and saying, yeah. you know what, I'll get to that tomorrow. Or actually, you know what, let's start tomorrow. Let's start the diet tomorrow. Like let's, and, and just procrastinate. But taking the message out of this book and what I'm trying to kind of live now and bringing into the five things that I would need to do each day is um, just doing the five things and then just doing them. And it, whether or not attaching any emotion to the thought of doing them, but like I know once I cross every five, all five things off the list, I'll, I'll feel like I've had a, a fucking great day. Yeah, and and if I could just compound that over a stretch of time, like I'll get to wherever I want to get to. Like I've got no doubt that that will happen. And I think anyone that's kind of um, had any level of success in their field, the message is very very consistent in terms of how they got there. It's they had a plan, they did the work every day, and they didn't deviate from the plan. Mm. Like, and I think myself included up until this point that. You know, I've been someone that is that has set out a plan and stuck to it or committed to it for you know three, four, five weeks, not really gotten where I wanted to get to, and then deviated and 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 haven't haven't followed something through. Um, and you know, that's that's like I I think I've achieved you know some 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 great things in my life, but. I could have done so much more mm. had I stuck things out. Mm. And I think, you know, now I'm like, well, okay, do I want to keep living that life? Because I think, like, if I'm really honest, I feel quite unfulfilled in terms of what I could have achieved as opposed to the level of, you know, of, of what, I, what I have achieved. So I guess I don't really, you know, I, I don't want to go through life anymore um, feeling like, I could have done more mm. and, and, and I guess like the excuses and I know it's a like, very long winded way of answering the question, but to your point, like I think there's a, there's probably a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Um, mm. Change is hard. Like for, for someone that eats, but it's eat inevitable, ice, right? Well, change yeah. changes the literally the only thing like that will always happen is shit will change. Mm. And we've, you've just got to kind of go with it and to, your point like even 
even spending to those people that probably aren't there yet, just spend 10 minutes, five minutes each day. It's like building up a muscle. Mm. Willpower is a muscle. And if you just build it up each, each day and you stick to that one thing and don't set ridiculously outrageous goals if you're not ready for them yet, because if you go to someone, you know, if you haven't done the work, not the work, but if you haven't practiced at anything like this yet and you go, I want to lose 50 kilos, there's a good chance that you're going to get to week two and go, this is way Thank too God. fucking hard. Yeah. I'm out. But if you yeah. set yourself five minutes, I'm going to go for a walk with my dog and try and do that every day, then there's a good chance that you'll get to a point where you can have that awesome list that you're doing, which I feel like I need, need to now create tomorrow but like the five things that have to be done every day that aren't order uber eats pat my dog and look longingly at the ceiling like i get it productivity probably it's like that saying how do you eat an elephant like one bite at a time mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. and you were saying just then zach how um you, you may look back and reflect how you may look at and go look i wish i'd done those things but it comes back to what you're saying before how there might be someone who had watched every series on netflix and being on porn hub like three times that day like you can still it's never too late so i think mm. yourself, you answered your own question before um mm. definitely relate i was telling the guys the other day zach but you weren't on it but i've been cooking heaps too i put myself a challenge to cook a hundred new cooking creations for the next hundred days <laughs> so i'm at day six today and i started small kind of like what Paris said, and I did like this awesome hummus, never done that before. Then I threw myself in the deep end and made hot cross buns. So I spent three oh, hours Oh, wow, from hummus baking. to hot cross buns. And, I, and then I'm like, oh, I'm not baking ever again because we're out of flour anyway. <laughs> um, so I'm just keeping it small and it's just fun because it's, I'm using this time and it's not to upskill because of wasted time. It's more upskill to reignite creativity that I think mm. I may have lost um, in not pushing myself. So I definitely um, relate to a lot of the stuff you're saying. And that, that book, Relentless, love that book, man. I've read it a few times. Um, how was he called? It's like Closer, Cleaner, something. Just the three C's or something. And it's just about how do you be good, great, and legendary? Um, and then how, how do we apply that in today's society when we're so restricted to what we usually are? Um, I've, and then you were saying before how like you're finding a little bit more solace living as a minimalist as opposed to the things. So it's like focusing on what we, we have and the things we need, the essentials, as opposed to um, things that, that we don't really need to have. So that's, that's a pretty cool observation because right now the only thing that I think I'm hoarding is food because I'm putting myself through this cooking creation, this cooking challenge. But it's true though. Like I, I feel like I don't have to, the only thing I really need right now is besides like a sane, like that mindfulness practice to keep me sane and to eat healthy, pretty much my bike just so I can go on my rides and that gives me some happiness. Um, there's not too many things, but I'm also curious from like you, from everyone's perspective that we're all in relationships. Um, and how you guys are coping in your relationship with your partner during this time. Like, are you seeing them a lot more? And if you're seeing them a lot more, is it, is everyone a little bit more stressing them or you were saying before Zach, you guys, you and your partner are cooking a lot more. So you've obviously used that time to um, harness 
your energy on a skill that you've never had. And that, that probably brings a little bit of joy because it's something new as well. Um, for me, my partner lives four minutes around from mine. It's pretty cool. Like I'll see her in a lunch break or whatnot. It's kind of cute in that. Um, but still just trying to, I've never worked with her. So Paris is in a situation where she works with her husband. I've never been in a situation like that. But for me, I think it's really um, helped like with our relationship. I think it's strengthening it because I think adversity is what makes relationships um, blossom together. Um, and just being, and just for there, just being there and supporting her um, and just giving her space when she needs. So I'm curious to know how everyone else is doing with their relationships during a different time in the world right now. Yeah. RJ, do you want to go first? Yeah, look, I think um, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic nowadays. And I think that individuals have to be probably more mindful of each other and uh, the moods and the rhythms that uh, the other individual within the relationship is going through. Because, um, you know, a situation before where you might have a fight at night and then you go your separate ways during the next day because you're, you're both going to work and then, you know, you can come back that evening and maybe come together. Well, that situation doesn't exist because if you have a fight tonight, you're going to be with each other all day tomorrow. Right. So I find that it's an opportunity again for people to either come closer uh, with their operating rhythms or it will create holes um, and ultimately potentially uh, really impact relationships long-term if people aren't able to compromise, um, find each other's rhythm and move through this thing um, more mm -hmm. gracefully, I think, than, than what is usually okay in the norm. Um, if anything, you know, I was joking with a friend and someone, I don't know if this is true, was telling me that in China after they um, slowed down the, um, the um, lockdown laws, there were a lot of divorces right and i talk to a lot of people that are going through a lot and you know when you you throw kids into the mix it, it, it becomes even more chaotic because there's uh, added stressor there um so again i for me personally i'm just trying to be is um helpful and i think um as men um and i'm you know i'm going to be careful not to generalize here but as men we i know certainly for myself um i come from a different base of thinking than my wife and sometimes I don't appear thoughtful just because I'm not I'm not thinking from her perspective mm -hmm. and so that's been something that I've actually naturally worked on over the last few years and it's been a big learning process for me around like little stuff like I wouldn't even recognize is not is being unthoughtful for her it's her first sense of priority and I think that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing being with a woman in in a, in a relationship in general but even more so now is those little things that may appear that i'm not being thoughtful i'm trying to be proactive on and it and, and when i'm proactive on those little things i find everything else works if that makes sense mm. Mm. yeah isn't it funny i've been literally working with my husband for seven years we spend an hour apart or not talking, I reckon a day, max. So we're in each other's pockets. Um, and we're pretty good at it. 
we're both like, if you can imagine what I'm like, I'm a pretty high energy, straight to the point, loving and caring person. He's on par. So the energy can get pretty intense <laughs> if we're both in a mood or anything like that. Um, but, you know, one thing that we've really become good at and we're inseparable, like he's the best and worst person on the planet at the same time, but, you know, is really being honest and communicating. So firstly, own your shit. I know a lot of people in... I'm not going to generalise again, women, but I found with my husband a lot in the early years, I'd expect him to know something without me vocalising it. And, you know, to your point, RJ, of, you know, maybe there's instances where we expect kind of gratitude or things like that and feel neglected. Um, just coming out and kind of saying how you're feeling can eradicate a lot of the bullshit and the tension. And then you just try and communicate from your perspective of what you want, what, what you need in that situation. Um, and also trying not to take things too personally. People get in moods. It might not actually be about you. Um, and just kind of moving past that, I find you can get things kind of sorted out more in 15 minutes. And, you know, you'd need to go out on your own the next day and take, you know, 12 hours to process or escape. Um, but it's interesting. Like, for us, it's, as I was saying before, it hasn't changed. Like, stress levels, I think picking up on the fear and the intensity of everything, one thing that's really helped us is we're just not watching the news at the moment because if by the time it gets to the end of the day with everything else that's going on and you know, the stress and anxiety, if we watch an hour of the news or read the constant everything's going to go to shit, everything's going to go to shit, that messaging, then that negativity kind of filter through everything else that we deal with in the day and I find that really unhelpful. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's funny because, like, I'm someone that's been trying to avoid news for a long time. It's... Uh, just because it's 95% negative, bad news sells, just because we're wired for survival. This has been the first time this year where I've, I've actually like actually checked in on the news to see what's going on just to get national updates on how Australia is doing. But I've had to even, I've now reduced it to maybe twice a week just seeing on the news. The only news I see is maybe whatever's happening on my Instagram. I don't really check Facebook these days. But it's, I've noticed myself when I see the news, I pick up on it then I become super judgy. I judge everyone else. But what that means, it's like I'm judging myself whenever I'm judging someone um, because of whatever insecurity is happening. Um, and I think it's coming down to figure out what's triggering it. I think of what you said before, Paris, um, and even Zach as well, when you're saying just having a pen and paper and processing what we're going through. It could have been something in our... Um, it's funny how trauma comes. Trauma doesn't have to be like going to war. Trauma could be something from like years ago that we fell through or it's, it's it usually starts as when we're a kid and it carries on into like a certain our everyday actions um but i know when i'm judging myself it's because i'm not having the things i want like it's not happening the way i want it to be so when i surrender which is actually something zach said several times i love the surrender practice and just being super accepting of the situation like 
I have to realize that if my whatever happens in my job, I have to accept, like surrender to that. I have to accept to anything that happens in my relationship, anything that happens to myself. Um, and just focus on the small wins. That's a big one. Like that's all we can do. Like, and that's coming down to the the fundamentals, the basics of doing a big task is doing starting really small um, because it builds our confidence again. And then once we grow, we grow. We can get a little bit bigger with the with the ambition. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny how um, the news can really impact and impede on our everyday actions. So I've just tried to like mitigate it as much as possible. If it's important, people will tell me now. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's uh, drawing to a close guys. I'm, I'm super, man, that was amazing. Like we haven't done this in so long. So it's beautiful. It's been really good. Um, I think we'll definitely start to kick off again. I think uh, the next gen movement is really um, important for a time like this, especially carrying the message and having the conversations that we've been having. So um, let's continue to do this guys. Um, but yeah, it's been great connecting with all of you, man. I've, it's, it feels like the band is back together. <laughs> oh, Definitely. Very all right. Just talking about our feelings and whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's been really good. Talking is powerful. Mm. Let's yeah, do more. <laughs> we'll do more. We'll do more. Sounds good. All right. Thanks guys. Happy birthday. Paris. See you guys. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy. Paris. Birthday in isolation by myself. No. And, and I, was planning, I was planning a surprise birthday party, but these guys ruined it. Bullshit. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Wow. Bye, team. See, See you guys. guys. Bye. Bye.